holding a resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, right? But you know, if you take a look at the quote, who actually ends up dying here? The one who drank. Yeah, it's the one who drank the poison. It's the one who keeps holding on to that resentment, and not the the person whom you know is being resented. <laughs> Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another soulful episode on the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. And me, Mizi Wahid. Thank you so much for, you know, being here with us another week, taking out your precious time, your precious energy to listen to this episode. Now, we truly do appreciate um, every single one of your effort in showing up for you. And, you know, we hope that your new year has been going off amazing and well for you. Yes. Um, wow. New year. Lots of new expectations. We want this year to be better than the previous year. But you know what? I believe that it's still within our control, within our grasp. It's all the decisions that we make every day. And part of that decision is continuous growth. And we hope to be a part of that journey of your personal growth. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, even though, you know, 2020, it may not exactly turn out according to the plans that we have in mind. But you know what, guys? You know, we made it through 2020. We have a brand new, fresh new year to start it off with. And as what Ustaz mentioned, you know, it's what you do now that matters more compared Mm -hmm. to what has happened in the past. Yes, and always remember, that most of the things that happened in the previous year were not really within your control. So don't be too hard on yourself, okay? So now, 2021 New Year, you can set new goals, set new targets, um, personal stuff, whether it's trying to live healthier, whether it is trying to um, upgrade yourself, skills, education, um, you know, set new business targets, whatever it may be. You know, get it on paper today so that you can begin your journey. And today, I think, Noor, we're going to talk about something that relates to relationship. Yeah. And I think that's another goal that people can set targets on. Yeah, absolutely. Today's episode, we want to deep dive on, you know, dealing with resentment that you might potentially still be harboring. You might still be feeling on the inside based on maybe what happened in 2020 or maybe like, you know, in the past many years, right? And, you know, the the feeling of resentment, right? We want to actually kind of define what it is because I think a lot of times we say, um, oh, you know, I resent this person. I resent this, I resent that, but maybe it is important for us to have a better understanding on what that really means when we say it, right? So essentially, resentment is when a person has ongoing upset feelings towards another person or place because of a real or imagined injustice. And when we think of resentment, it is often termed as the cancer of relationships. And mm. there's a reason why it's termed that way. Mm. Because because it's terminal. It is. And it gets worse over yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. Once, once it's planted inside, it starts to really fester and grow, right? When you don't get to the core of what where the cancer is like, you know, you know, starting, it just spreads into, you know, the other parts of your body. And resentment, it really eats at the core of any relationship. 
right? It erodes things like trust, reliability, affection, and commitment. You know, normally when I hear people say this word, it's 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 directed towards somebody they really despise. It's like I resent you. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, uh, I think yeah, from movies and TV shows, like I resent you, but. It's a very strong word. It is. Resenting is like even stronger than hate. If I hate you, I may hate you for something on the surface or something. But resent means at, at the very core, like what you said. Oh, every single thing about you, I resent everything. Yeah. Yep. And it makes it really hard for you to get back to that person, if ever. Yeah. What, what resentment does is that you become trapped in this self-obsessed cycle of... Um, you know, being afraid of the future, you get angry in your own present moments and it's filled with a lot of negativity when you think about your past, right? So, you know, when you look at your past, it's negative. When you look at your present moment, it's negative. When you think about your future, it's negative. So everything around you is just filled with so much negativity. And, you know, when the resentment actually creeps in, what happens is that you start to see, you know, the other person's value in your own eyes. It starts to really reduce drastically, right? You know, the, the spark initially where you feel like, you know, there's fireworks going on in the relationship. You feel so awesome in the relationship. It, get, it gets lost. Yeah, it mm. gets lost. Once you, you start to resent the person, that initial fireworks spark, it, it gets lost, right? The attraction, it dwindles and you intentionally or unintentionally actually start to avoid the person you resent in order to maybe perhaps put off a confrontation. What what triggers resentment or like what could lead to somebody saying to another person, I resent you? I think that, you know, this could be at the core of why resentment actually occurs is that feeling of being treated unfairly. Mm, mm. Right, and then it, it manifests itself in in, in different whatever, ways, whatever form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the thing with resentment, why I feel it is really hard to get rid of, you know, is because I feel there's so much bad advice floating around out there on, you know, telling us on how to go about dealing with resentment. You know, you you have that group of friends, you know, that, that tell you, um, hey, you know, just get over it already, right? Why are you holding on to all these things? Or, you know, other comments may include, oh, the past is the past. No point thinking about it, right? So you get all these like messages from different people telling you on ways you should be thinking, on ways you should be, you know, coping with things. And I think it results in a lot of guilt in mm. what you feel, mm-hmm. you know? You're like, okay, I feel this way, but then um, I'm supposed to live up to societal expectations on how do I actually go about dealing with all these feelings that I feel on the inside, Mm. And that's stressful. That's stressful, right? And, you know, some examples of, um, you know, like resentment. So just now I mentioned at the core of why resentment occurs is because, you know, you feel as though you've been, you know, been treated unfairly. You've been taken advantage of, right? So, for example, you know, if in a relationship with your partner, you know, recently you realize that, oh, you know, I've been feeling unhappy of late right in the in the relationship and you know you have tried to communicate this to your partner you know sharing with your partner that you haven't been really feeling 
um, okay. You haven't been really feeling um, as happy as you would like to be in the relationship with them. And you shared that, okay, maybe perhaps, you know, could we go to couples therapy? Maybe they could help us out, mm. you know, to figure out, you know, whatever I am going through and to maybe perhaps find a way for us to come out of this stronger, mm. right? And, and with that, you know, the way your partner took it, it's like, oh, you know, couples therapy, you know, that's a waste of time. It costs money, right? Don't worry. We'll solve this problem on our own, right? And... And for you, you feel as though, you know, couples therapy, it is important to you. You know, you feel as though you as a couple, you've tried so much on your own and you are just reaching this block and you find it like, you know, so hard to get out of it. Mm. And the fact that your, your, your partner just said, oh, you know, don't like why even bother? Right. And so this results in that feeling of being invalidated, mm. of being unseen. And over time, when this occurs again and again and again, what happens is that it results in that frustration. So it's, it starts with frustration. Mm. And it builds up and it leads to resentment. I see. Yeah. Okay. Or you have a friend who is passive-aggressive, leaving sarcastic remarks about you or giving you the silent treatment oh, that happens. Yeah. So when the issues are not directly addressed, but it is left with sarcastic and vengeful hints... It leaves you feeling hurt. It leaves you confused and angry. Or a relationship where one person is the over-functioning person and the other is an under-functioning person. Resentment happens to the one who tends to over-function in a relationship. Because over-functioning is where you find yourself giving and giving and giving and not really receiving much back in return. It is a feeling of you being taken advantage of deliberately. If the relationship were a car... Overfunctioning happens when we are in the driving seat of the car. When you are in the driver's seats all of the time, it gets tiring because you have to be laser focused all of the time. Like me, I'm, I'm the driver in the family. <laughs> so you can't really be chilling, no time for naps, no time to daydream, no time to play. You have to be super vigilant all of the time. Yeah. And I think it's really stressful when you are constantly in that driver's seat, right? Mm. And, and so if we were to actually apply that in our relationships, you know, um, when we find that, um, you know, our friend, so it could be a friend, it could be a family member, our romantic partner, our business partner, if we find that they're not really putting as much effort and we find that we're doing all the work, we are going to start to feel that, hey, you know, it's not really fair. Here I am trying to, you know, put in all the work, but then they're like, you know, chilling and not really doing much. And... What happens is that we tend to actually compensate by working extra harder mm. just to ensure that, you know, that relationship it stays afloat. And over time, again, you know, because all of us, we have a limited capacity mm -hmm. in terms of how much we can tolerate. Yeah. Right. So when we reach that stage of like, you know, exhaustion and burnout, that is when we start to get really emotional. The mm. emotional part of, you know, our brain, it takes control and the rational part of the brain, it doesn't, it's not really as active. So mm. that's when we start to, you know, have all these thoughts of like, you know, I'm the only one doing all the work. Why are they not, you know, putting much effort? Why don't they see this relationship as something as important as what I am seeing as well? Something so, mutual. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of uh, messages from people who resent their colleagues at work. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Eh? True story. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, you have a colleague who sits beside you. Probably you are at the same same rank. 
you know, same level. Um, but then you're the one putting in like 70% of the effort and you have to cover for your friend Yeah. Uh, in addition to that. So, like, I agree with you, Nora. Like, for the first few months, maybe up to a year, I think you can still, like, okay, la, I, I help you. Yeah. But, oh, man, if it keeps going on that way, yeah. you get extremely exhausted, covering up for others, doing yep. more than what you're supposed to. Um, and eventually, resentment will come. Yeah. And, you know, when we are in relationships that we resent it's going to be really, really hard for us to see them eye to eye anymore. It's going to be really hard for That's them true. to actually kind of, you know, like respect them at the level that, you know, we used to. That's true. So we see them, you know, in a whole new different way, right? And that affects the quality of the relationship. Mm-hmm. That affects the kind of communication you choose to have mm-hmm. with them, right? So resentment... It is not a healthy thing because it results in the imbalance in the relationship, which does not create a healthy functional relationship, right? So a real happy relationship is is like a dance, you know, where, where both partners, they take their turns to be in the driving seat, right? And not just one putting in all the work, mm-hmm. right? So at least you know that, you know, there are times where you can, you know, you can chill and there are times that, you know, you will also put in the work to make sure that the relationship is going okay, mm. right? And so, you know, we feel that I think resentment, the topic of resentment, you know, this is something that I think a lot of people actually kind of go through, but maybe they kind of go through it like on their own or secretly or they're just trying to dismiss that <laughs> you know they are actually feeling this way because it it is hard to actually acknowledge that you are harboring resentment feelings yep. towards you know your partner or whoever mm. right because when you actually do acknowledge that what that means is that you, you you've got to actually now kind of do something about it mm. because when you acknowledge that it's there and you don't do something about it that's when, you know, the anxiety actually builds up. True. You get so stressed. Like, oh my God, now I actually don't really like the person. So what do I do with all these feelings about the yeah, person? If it's, if it's in a workplace, I've seen people leave their jobs, even yeah. though they may love their job. But because of one person that they can't stand, they leave. And it's really sad, you know, um, like what you said. So they choose to run away from it. Uh, they they can't look at the person eye to eye like what you said. There's no respect anymore, uh, and the easy way out is to just leave. Yeah. And so that's quite unfortunate. But that's in a workplace situation where maybe leaving, even though it's painful, it's not as messy as if it was in a marriage, for example. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's really unfortunate if you have to get to that stage in your marriage where you you resent your partner for stuff they've done or stuff they've not done enough. Uh, and you've kept reminding them or you've told them, you've communicated, you've done your part, but it has not made any change or impact. And and therefore, you resort to um, having to leave that marriage. So be careful, guys. You no know, Resentment is a very strong feeling. When you are about to reach that point, you need to get help or you need to communicate to your partner, to your colleague. Don't Don't wait till it gets there. Yeah. Okay? So, because you know, at least when you reach that point, you know that you've done your part to communicate, to express exactly how you felt all this time. Yeah, absolutely. And so, we would like to share with you some tips on how to actually go about dealing with resentment in relationship. 
right? So the first tip is this, introspection. So, you know, introspection is where you take some time to reflect to yourself, to actually reflect upon the experience that is causing you to feel that frustration on the inside. And, you know, this space is something that is really, really important for you to gain clarity on the situation, for you to actually take that time to separate the person from the event or behavior that makes you resentful towards, right? Mm. So if you actually keep forcing yourself to face the situation when, you know, while you're still feeling so emotionally charged, it will lead you to nowhere, right? In fact, that resentment will continue to grow, it will fester, and the more you force yourself to face that experience with all these emotions flying around, you know, with using that same lens of frustration, that anger, that disappointment and resentment, you will tend to do things, say things that you might probably regret later on. Mm, There's no turning back when that happens. Yeah. Um, How many times have a person said something in the midst of anger and then they regret it. Um, But as much as they try to win back their partner's heart, it's it's a big challenge. It's a big hurdle because words that are often, you know, um, kept, remembered, you know, it's it's permanently there. So, you know, be aware. I think self-awareness, that's why self-introspection is such an important thing that I always recommend people doing yeah. regularly, even yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, because, you know, it just takes one, one episode to break everything that, you know, you've worked for the past many years, mm-hmm. right? It, it takes many, many years to actually build that, you know, relationship where you feel truly safe in, where there is like, you know, that mutual trust, love and understanding, mm. Right. So, you know, for example, you know, if you are in a romantic relationship and you are feeling that feelings of like resentment, that frustration going on, you know, these are some questions that we would like to invite you to think about. Mm -hmm. So one of it is asking yourself is, you know, is your partner the real reason for your resentment or is it being triggered by some of the deeper emotional issues that you are currently dealing with, Mm -hmm. which is totally unrelated to your partner? Right. Another question would be, what wound does resentment trigger? Mm. Because, you know, resentment is, again, a messenger of what is really going on on the inside, mm. that deeper part of us. Right. So it's, it's just a messenger. So it's important for us to actually look beyond what we see and feel on the surface. Meaning it's something from the past that you never had closure yeah. with? Okay. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, it's something maybe in our childhood or, you know, along the way in our lives, we we were hurt, right? And when we get hurt, that naturally leaves um, an emotional wound, a scar mm-hmm. on the inside. And if that scar, that wound is, you know, has never been really properly addressed um, or attended to, it will come back mm-hmm. in the form of, you know, this these triggers that you actually feel today. Yep. So be very mindful of those, right? Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, we feel resentment um, coming on strong. The important question for us to be curious about is what is beneath all of that resentment? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. What are the underlying feelings bubbling beneath the obvious manifestations in behavior we see in ourselves? And I think one important thing to also think about is what is your core need or needs that are not being met? Mm. What has been violated when you feel the way you feel right now? When you feel frustrated, you feel anger. What core need has been violated? I love all these questions because I think it gets you to the point where there is absolute clarity because you're removing all the noise, removing all the other less important, less significant reasons that's causing you to feel the way you feel. Mm. So it, it forces you to go to the core. What's, as you said, what's bubbling underneath yeah. and all of that. Yeah, really good questions. Yeah, and I think these questions, it allows you to see things objectively because at the end of the day, you know, through these, you know, questions, it enables you to separate you know, the, the behavior of the person, which is something that annoys you, from what is really, you know, bugging you and annoying you, right? Because oftentimes we tend to enmesh everything together, right? The person does something that we don't like, but then we see the behavior that we don't like and the person as one. Mm. And therefore, we hate the person. Mm. We hate, we resent the person, but not, not so much about the behavior, but it's just all about the person. I hate <laughs> you, Right, so I think it's something. It comes with practice, you know. Especially when um, we are dealing with a whole lot of emotions, it's very natural for us to take the path with the least amount of resistance, mm. which is to see the thing which is you know visible to us right now, which is the person, mm. right? The the behavior, yeah, you know, we, we saw it, we felt it, but after a while, it kind of just goes off. But that person is still there. The mm. person that hurt us is still there. So we tend to kind of gravitate towards something that we can, it's tangible, and we, we project a whole lot of blame mm. onto that person, right? Okay. The next thing is acknowledging your feelings. Resentment is a powerful feeling. Oftentimes, we can do more damage to ourselves by pretending these feelings are not there, or we try to push them away. Mm. Resentment happens because we are running from our feelings about the situation. So we displace them completely by developing hatred or grudges for the person who hurt us. Yeah. But in order to heal those wounds, we must allow ourselves to accept our feelings, whatever it is that comes up. Don't pretend it's not there. Mm -hmm. This is important to do because a lot of times we tend to go into discounting. We discount that there is even a problem to begin with. We discount the fact that, there are, that we are capable of finding a resolution for it. We discount the other person's ability to work with us on finding a resolution. And when we go into all of these layers of discounting, we will continue living in denial and continue with unhealthy ways of coping with that pain. Yeah, you realize that when you actually take that pause back in your life, um, on a daily basis, we actually go through a whole lot of discounting you know mm. um either based on our abilities um based on the challenges that we go through because discounting at the end of the day is a way of how we go about coping with challenges yeah. right while it's something that may help us or protect us in that particular period but in the long run it doesn't really do us any good because at the end of the day we are running away from the problem mm -hmm. right we are running away from connecting with ourselves with our truth and so that's where you know the introspection time really comes in mm. to help you to think about all these things that you are you tend to do unconsciously mm in your life and to you know really reflect on what is it that you want to be more present and more conscious in doing mm. 
right? That's true. Yeah. So the third tip that we would like to share with you is this. In expressing how you feel. So you you have identified, you know, you've acknowledged what you're feeling. So the next step is about really expressing, learning to express how you feel. So it could be putting it into words or writing it out. So it's important for you to explore, you know, platforms and means in terms of how you can actually, you know, have that safe outlet to express what you're really feeling on the inside, right? Mm. The stronger the resentment is that you're feeling, the more time that you realize you spend thinking about it, right? You tend to ruminate a whole lot Mm. and you get so caught up in the anger that is actually connected to it. Mm. And the more you do this, it actually, you know, it forms this mental, emotional, spiritual bondage, right? You become so enmeshed in that resentment experience. So ultimately, the person holding the resentment is the one who actually suffers the most. Mm. And, you know, there is this, um, you know, famous saying about holding on to grudges. And it's this, holding a resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, And I want y'all to really like, you know, take a moment to digest this quote. Holding a resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Right? But, you know, if you take a look at the quote, but who actually ends up dying here? The one who drank. Yeah. It's the one who drank the poison. It's the one who keeps holding on to that resentment and not the the person whom you know is being resented. <laughs> mm. Let it go, guys. Yeah. And and you know the, again, you know, letting go, it, it is a process, right? It requires a whole lot of the in-betweens that, you know, you would need to allow yourself to just embrace and to really trust in the process of letting go. You know, when when I think about, you know, letting go, a lot of times people think that letting go means to just forget about what have happened. No, you know, letting go is not totally just, you know, forget about the things, you know, people have done to hurt you. Mm. But it is about, you know, exploring ways on how you can actually, you know, define that closure for yourself. Letting go, it is for you. And it's not for the other person that, you know, you hold that grudge or you have those kind of frustrations towards, Mm. right? And if I may use an analogy, if let's say right now, you know, you have this like, you know, huge rock that is placed onto a wound that you have on your chest, right? As long as that rock is still there, Mm. you will never get the opportunity to really see the extent of that wound, that physical wound that you have. You won't be able to treat it properly. Yeah, you won't be able to treat it properly because you can't even see how badly you've been hurt, right? Because that rock is there to kind of just like cover it up. And the thing with still having that rock on your chest is that you feel that, that heaviness, And that's what, you know, holding on to grudges and resentment is like. You feel that huge, you know, sense of heaviness on your chest, on your mind. It just really weighs you down every single day, right? And when you allow yourself to learn the process of letting go, it is essentially, you know, learning to get that rock off your chest. But getting that rock off your chest does not mean that you are immediately healed. You know, that wound that is like beneath that rock, it is still there. 
But what letting go or removing that rock from your chest allows you to do is then now you have that opportunity to take a good look at that wound and to take the necessary measures to really treat that wound, right? Mm. Same thing with resentment as we shared earlier. Resentment occurs because of, you know, an underlying deeper meaning Mm. that comes out of it, right? So when you let go, when you let go of that resentment, it allows you to get to the core of what is it that is really, truly hurting you. Mm. I think the only way we can heal, the only way we can get better is if we remove the huge boulder or the rock that Noor mentioned earlier (laughs) and remove it off your chest. Get it off it, remove the burden, you feel a bit lighter and you can look at your wounds without any distraction and you can get the help that you need. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm a believer in, you know, people needing to let go of stuff because a lot of the stuff, you know, it's not healthy to keep them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have way too many things that we need to think about, way too many things way too many responsibilities that we're juggling every single day. To have this is just not worth it. You know, one more huge thing that we need to deal with. So I hope that all you listeners who are tuning in right now, who have some form of resentment towards somebody, you know, I hope you've been, you know, taking notes because, you know, um, I want you to start 2021 on a fresh new footing and beginning. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking about another way uh, in terms of like being able to express um, how we feel on the inside. There, there are different ways, you know, also depending on where we are at right now in our lives. So if, you know, you have done the inner work, you have taken the time to introspect, to reflect upon that experience that is causing you, um, you know, that frustration, maybe the next step is to then see how you can actually directly address that specific negative feeling you're actually going through. Like it could be anger, it could be dissatisfaction, distrust, disappointment, etc. with a person, right? So I would say that, you know, this should only be done when you actually have taken the time mm. to reflect. You have taken the time to make sure that, you know, the, the emotions that you're feeling on the inside is not going like haywire and going, you know, everywhere. Mm. It is stabilized mm. right because when your emotions are inside it's stabilized that rational part of your brain can also come into play to help you to make empowering healthy decisions for yourself mm. right so once you feel as though okay you know i feel as though i'm in a better place emotionally i feel as though i'm able to you know engage in you know like a rational conversation with that person mm-hmm. then this is where you find you know the opportunity to communicate directly with them in terms of how you really feel, you know, how that particular incident, that experience has impacted you, right? So you could say something like, you know, I feel upset about the dishes being unclean, (laughs) you know, I would like to discuss it with you before it becomes a major problem between us, right? (laughs) You'd be surprised, you know, even things like not doing the dishes or leaving the laundry on the floor, things (laughs) like that. It, it accumulates, right? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, something a bit more serious, like in the case of infidelity, if you choose to continue having a relationship with a person who betrayed, explain to the person on what you need 
in order for you to feel assured, yeah. in order for you to forgive, in order for you to try to rebuild what has been broken. Okay, share with them how that infidelity has hurt you, and it is important that you work towards setting boundaries and guidelines what you expect of their future behavior. Yeah, and you know, I think with this is that, and especially when it comes to infidelity, it's a it's a huge thing, and if you find it overwhelming to deal with it on your own. There are, you know, experienced couples, therapists out there that will be able to really help to facilitate that discussion mm -hmm. so that, you know, you won't feel stuck on thinking about what you actually want to communicate with your partner, mm -hmm. right? Because it can be scary to think about what exactly you want, especially after knowing that cheating incident. Yeah, so the moral of the story is if you find it hard, to deal with whatever situation on your own and you have tried to do your best, then perhaps it's time to reach out because there are people out there, professionals who are trained to help to navigate you through, you know, these difficult, tough, challenging situations. Mm, yes. Or, you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, sometimes, okay, you know, you, you've done your introspection, you thought about it, you know, you have more clarity and you're like, okay, you know, I want to talk it out with the person who has hurt me, mm. right? So this is where you feel that you are ready to talk about it. But, you know, sometimes the person may not just want to, you know, listen to you, right? They may not be ready to want to listen to you. And um, just because you want to actually talk about your feelings with the person who actually hurt you, it does not necessarily mean that the person wants to listen. So, you know, in, in such a situation, it can be very painful to know that. It can be very painful that, you know, um, to know that, you know, this is what you want to communicate. You know, yeah. it means so much to you. You can't believe that this person has done this to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And yet the other person is just, you know, not wanting to listen to you. So it can be hurtful. But don't let that hinder you from not expressing what you are feeling. You know, don't let that be that reason that you continue bottling up, you know, all those negative emotions because it is not healthy, right? It amplifies it builds up and it eats you up on the inside. So in such a case, you know, still go find that outlet, that safe outlet, you know, for you to express what you're really feeling on the inside. So this could be talking to, you know, a therapist, a life coach, a trusted friend about what you're going through, right? Because you need to have that, that platform to let it out of your system. You can't just store it in, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Are you struggling to heal from the pain of your past? Do you find yourself painfully moving through life, feeling unsatisfied and unhappy? If you are feeling this way, you don't have to continue living life this way. If you're looking to seek for professional help to guide you through your challenges, drop us an email at info at thegoodlifepodcast.live that's live with a L-I-V-E. Or you can submit your application form found on our Instagram profile page at thegoodlife underscore podcast. Remember that you don't have to go through this alone and that a better life is only an inquiry away. Looking forward to hearing from you. And I think it's something that's really important to remember at the end of the day, even though you want to make it work, but, you know, like a relationship is something that goes both ways. 
And the person who has hurt you would also need to want to still continue to want to work on the relationship, mm. right? Because you can't be the only one wishing for the relationship to be better, mm. right? Um, and, you know, if, if the resentment you feel can't be resolved within the relationship, you know, and, you know, attempts have been made to work at it, then it might be time to really evaluate the status of the relationship. Is mm. this something that you really can see yourself continuing, mm. right? Is it, you know, worth holding onto the resentment? Is the resentment causing a deeper and deeper wounding within, you know, by staying in the relationship? And not having that resentment issue that you're dealing with worked out. Yeah. How is that going to really impact you? Are you able to live with the consequence of it, right? And this is something that only you can answer because different people, they would have different tolerance levels. And and I guess the storyline is also different for each one. Yeah. So, you know, guys, we've, we've talked a lot today. We've covered quite a bit. Um, but ultimately, like what Norris said, the decision is yours. Uh, we don't know whether you are more inclined right now to staying or leaving, but whatever it is, try to remove the resentment from your heart because it's really not healthy for you to continue keeping everything on the inside. Okay? So you can choose to stay. You can choose to move on. It's completely your decision. Mm-hmm. But I believe that resentment has to go. Okay? Because it's, again, like the poison analogy you're not hurting anyone by doing that. The only person you're hurting is yourself. So stop doing that so that you can begin to live a freer life in 2021. Absolutely. So, you know, before you begin, you know, to overcome resentment, it is important to remember that, you know, this is a process. It's not, you know, an overnight thing that you kind of go into and you just kind of forget <laughs> that it even happened. It is a process. It is a journey um, that you will be embarking on. You know, sometimes it may get worse before it gets better. You know, this whole journey, it's something that requires a great deal of willingness, of, you know, having an open mind, that patience. So the antidote to fear is faith. The remedy for anger is love. And the solution to resentment is acceptance. Right. Um, You know, we talked a lot about this in this episode. Um, You know, resentment, it harbors and it brings about a lot of negative feelings. And it's something that builds up. You know, you might find yourself carrying around that negative feeling for many, many, many years. Right. And, you know, during this time, you know, it may have probably done significant damage to your ability to interact with the world and your ability in terms of how you actually view you. Mm. And if you feel that it has gotten to the point where it is really affecting your daily functioning, if it's really affecting the quality of relationships that you have around you, you know, where you find yourself really hard to establish and develop that close, intimate, trusting relationship, maybe it is really time to, you know, take that time to think about what sort of lens that you've been putting on to see everything around you, right? Yeah. So these are really big, deep-seated issues. And in order for you to, you know, get over all of these, it requires time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know that when, it, some, when anything requires time, you need to constantly be motivated. And 
you know, this journey may be a long and painful one, but the destination is completely worth it. So always keep the destination as part of your vision that will keep you motivated, that will keep you going till the very end. Okay, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we wish you all the best in your life journey. We hope that, you know, this episode really helped you in your self-introspection. Share with us the insights that you've gained from this episode. Share with us, you know, what are the kind of things that you intend to do differently in 2021, right? So thank you so much once again, you guys, for listening all the way through. Don't forget to give us a follow on our beautiful Instagram in a community, the Good Life underscore podcast, where you'll get amazing updates, um, the latest episode releases, and also to be part of this, you know, um, community of conscious change makers. <laughs> so take care, you guys. We can't wait for you to listen in to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be beautiful, and see the amazing you that you are. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.